really she is like, yeah. We because you already said it, we're fucking Damn. we're family men. Like, what are we yeah. supposed to do? We're hiding in the garage recording shit because we're trying to escape that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, dude. I'm not trying to be polished. Like, dude, you'll, you'll see some whack podcasts that are fucking 4K cameras, like fucking expensive ass headphones. It doesn't matter, dude. Yeah. But I'm thinking we do um, fucking, I don't know, maybe maybe episode 25. Once we have episode 25 in the books, we got like a nice little fucking stack. Just gonna start bugging Dave Portnoy, like annoying the fuck out of him. Dana White. Dana White. Yeah, yeah. I'll just start uh, annoying the fuck out of all. So they have to either block you or acknowledge it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yo, there used to be a talk about that. My father, I always left. So there was a guy back in the day. He might have even said it like a, a Shylock, like a loan shark. Mm-hmm. And they would be degenerates. They'd be fucking. Oh, he did tell the story where it's, the guy's like, "I wish you would have told me you fucked my girl." Oh yeah, yeah. I would have rather told you you fucked my girl. Yeah, so he's that. like, he's like, we had no money. We would literally go up to the guy and be like, "Yo, let me get five thousand. I got to get out of here." Like, oh, all we did follow him around. Him and my my uncle follow him around <laughs> all day long to the point where the guy was like, "Take the fucking money. Get the fuck out of here." Just like, and they're like, "Thank you." After. Hours and hours of just annoying and annoying. It's like yo, persistence, you know. Yeah, with some people. I mean, I had a, uh, I had a friend. Her, her dad, or her stepdad, was with her mom, and um, he, I think he had asked her out like fifty times. <laughs> he like went to the same gym as this lady, and she kept saying like, dude, she had, she had three kids already, or maybe two from a Puerto Rican guy, maybe one from a black dude. And this guy's just like a square white dude. And she's like, I mean, she's a white chick. She's not in, she's in the like brothers and shit like yeah. that. And so um, she said her fucking stepdad just every fucking day, every single time he saw her like, what's up, Renee? What's she's up? Like, Same and she's like, she's like, nothing, leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. And then finally one day she just like let the wall, like let, let the defense oh, down. Well. And she's like, all right, this guy fucking obviously likes me. Wait, so uh, then how did it go after that? They're still together. It's no, been like sure. years, yeah. Or at least I think they're still together. I don't really talk to her that much. But at least it, well, even if they're not, but it it lasted a while. But yeah, he's just like, I think she got to a point where like, don't fuck boys. Like, this guy is a solid dude. Yeah. Well, they, they, I saw this thing the other day where they said that, uh, what was it? Oh, women, when they're, women, when they're ovulating, they're more likely to cheat and they'll cheat on somebody that's like, so they're more likely to kind of date and be with somebody that's got a little bit of security like a good job this and that but but women that cheat though they'll, they'll fuck a dude that has good genes like like a good looking dude that and, and it's usually when they're ovulating when they get fucking like when they just go for it where they're that's just like fuck insane. it uh, yeah it's so like, so their 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 whole mentality the whole time is like all right security this and that but when i'm ready to fucking procreate i'm gonna go find this dude with genetics to be a, beast. A, a you know professional athlete yeah yeah, exactly. And then I'm gonna cheat on the guy that's secure, and then what? Have a kid and be like, oh, hopefully he's gonna be in fucking in the NBA one day or major league no. baseball. Did you see that shit with Andrew Wiggins? No. So Andrew Wiggins, he plays for uh, Golden State. He's fucking nice, dude. He's real good at basketball. He's like a young kid too. He just found out. I don't know if it's been proven true yet, but it's like the rumor, and it's like he hasn't played since Valentine's Day, and everybody's like, what? He's not injured. Right. Why aren't you fucking playing? You're fucking a stud, dude. He found out his girl, his wife, basically the six the six year old kid that he's been raising is oh, his best friend. Oh his best homeboy that he grew up with. 
And I don't know if the other kid is too. He's got two kids. One's a six-year-old. I think the six-year-old's the one that's like not his. That's it, Biggie. I got a story to tell. Remember, she get dick from a player off the New York Knicks. And Except he, and he was the Knick. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yo, that's crazy. I told you the story. I, I don't want to kill somebody. At that point, dude, it's like, what I did you just do? Say, I, I think, I think, I mean, I haven't been in that situation. I'm pretty sure I've been cheated on before, but whatever. It's almost um, like best not even know, like, yeah, you know, just bow out gracefully or whatever. But like six that. years. Yeah, that's, you have those connections, like, that's your kid. That's your kid now. Yeah, straight up. Like, that's so, your kid. But are you going to like it less? Or what? Are you going to like it less? The kid? The kid. I don't know. No, you can't. If you're, like, yeah, a good dude, like, yeah. I feel like you and I, like, I don't think you would definitely, you would still feel the same way. You'd be like, listen, this is some bullshit, but you have six years of time vested in that kid. Teach him, you know, him or her, your way is. It's your kid. It's your kid. That's it. But Uncle, what's his name, <laughs> also been around a lot, too. You know, when, when you're, you're on the road away. you say Uncle, whatever, I love this scene in... <laughs> <laughs> I love this scene in Super Troopers when uh, the Indian dude, uh, what's his name, Ram? Ramathorn? Ramathorn. When he's do, he's with Rabbit, or no, he's with uh, not Rabbit. Uh, is it Rabbit? Maybe it is. The new, and, the new hire, and, the fucking yeah. newbie. The new? And then they're they're doing whatever. He's got his kids in the back of the squad car, <laughs> and they pull over the people in the Porsche, and the guy's like, he's like. He's like, Thorny, they, 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 you know, he's got the lady bent over the hood. Like, get in there, kid. He's like, my kids were in the car any other day. Get in there and show you how to swing. And then they're like, saying something. he's like, oh, he's like, oh, kids, you got anybody poking around the house, you know, when daddy's not there? You know, anybody that, you know, you might be calling uncle. And they're like, you mean like uh, Uncle Danny? He's like, um, he pulls his fucking cop chip and he's like, Uncle Danny? Who's Uncle Danny? He's like, oh, you know, so he's like, ah, oh, yeah, no, that Uncle Danny? Uh, okay. But it's fucking, he's like, who's Uncle Danny? That is fucking funny. Yo, I told you, I, I, I don't know if we, if it's on the, on a cast, but there was a guy, he's older than me, he was in the fire department, and uh, he, he got this girl pregnant, and fucking, you know, nine months, he was stand-up dude, he was yeah. like, oh, cool, my girlfriend, whatever, like, you know, he had already had a kid, whatever, and went through the whole, the whole shit, you know, pick, you know, everything you do, cribs, you know, we're going to be a dad again, whatever, so he's in the hospital the day they're delivering, you know, well, gowned up, fucking, let's rock, you know, here we go, second kid, big fat white girl was the, the girlfriend, and right as they're like, all right, final push, you know, I mean, just a straight up me, myself, and Irene. Black dude comes out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he, and he, he he looks and he's like, "Huh, not mine," and just left the room. Oh yeah, just like yo, that's it. Like, but I mean, you go through that, and I'm sure she was like crying, devastated. Who knows? Oh, yeah. But it's like, a fucker. Yeah, fucker. You go through that whole shit, and, uh, especially the fact like, yo, you know what she was doing the whole nine months as he was like enjoying this this happy time. All she was doing, it was a coin flip. She yeah. was just praying to God that he was the actual father. She had no idea who it was, but just praying. Like, maybe there was a small percentage, and maybe it was a one-time thing. Who knows? But the uncertainty was there. So the whole time she had to be like, oh, my God, please please come out mine. Please come out. Oh, you know? no. And then all of a sudden, bang. That's like Maury or those shows where, like, you are not the father, you know? The test results show that that was a lie. <laughs> you are not so funny. That's fucking crazy, man. Yo, there Can was you imagine uh, if that happened to you? Dude, 
it just it reminds me of me myself and Irene when the guy's like, come on, let's be real, Hank. Those kids' dicks are bigger than those goddamn sausages you're grilling. That's not your kids. Those aren't your kids. Who's that? Eric Anderson? Is that he's one of or yeah, Eric Anderson, right? I'm not sure. Which one? The 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 guy that's telling them like. Oh, one of the the brothers. One of the. I think or Anthony Anderson is the comedian. Yeah, he's a comedian. Was he one of the brothers? He was one of them. Oh man! And he was like, it was a, a, it was a while back. He was the one at the end when he came back after he had the, the chin. He said, "Oh shit, look, Daddy got a butthole on his chin." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you think I can shove this egg he's in his ass without breaking it? He's, he's a, a motherfucker. I bet you I get the whole goddamn motherfucking chicken. <laughs> that movie's great. Oh yeah, dude. I uh, I saw it in uh, I was in Northern California in this what crazy hippie place. I was uh, probably like twelve, so. 90s or and 90 yeah yeah, yeah. the, that, the no, late 90s none of those jokes would fly these days no even the premise of having like a white dude with three black kids they wouldn't even air it. <laughs> thanks for classic. watching a motherfucking movie that's um, a classic one, one time I watched uh, what was I was watching the NWA movie mm-hmm. and it's like to me it's nothing because I grew up listening to like West Coast hip hop is so filthy. Yeah, like too short. Yeah, too yeah, short yeah. or the Bay Area. Like, yeah. remember the Loonies? I got five on yeah, it. Yeah. They, they used to have like this underground bootleg CD that I bought in like a dollar bin out west, and it was like shoving broomsticks up chicks' pussies. And then I used to listen to Brother Lynch Hung, where it was like eating bitches out on their period and dead babies and just like. And that's crazy back then too, because crazy. It, it used to be like the. I always see these memes that are like, oh. Back in the 90s, dudes wouldn't even eat pussy. Now, you know, fast forward 2020, motherfuckers are like, yo, let me eat your ass. For real. You know? But uh, when when that shit, um, what were we talking about? We were talking about the... Uh, uh, we jumped around a little. We did. But uh, the... Oh, how it wouldn't even be aired, and then like the NWA. Oh, yeah. I, I just like, I'm just casually watching an NWA movie. My mom was visiting. And she's just like, oh, the, the curse. Like, I didn't even notice that they're cursing at all. Right. And my mom's just like, oh, I can't, I can't do the cussing. Like, it's yeah. just too much cussing. I was just like, for real? That, that, that's going to turn you off to all, all right, whatever. Different generation. But um, there was this dude in, uh, he played for the Rays in Tampa. His name was Ben Zobrist. He, he had kind of like a similar situation where it was just like a public, just fucking betrayal by his wife, where he had a pastor at his church that was mm-hmm. his marriage counselor. And he's like, listen, buddy, oh, my God. you're suffocating her, bro. You're suffocating her. You got to give her <coughs> space. And, and he was the and dude. he's fucking her. Oh, my God. And his God. wife was like a Christian singer. And then the baseball player has no idea what's going on, likes the guy, puts him in charge of his charity, like puts him in charge of his foundation. The dude embezzled, I think, like three mil So from he him. stole his girl and then stole his Stole his girl and stole his money. Oh my god! Just a dirtbag. And that's a guy representing God, or oh. or apparently represent. You know, bro, I've been to so many churches where it's just like people come up to you because we used to bounce around all the time. Churches we never really found one that we liked that much. But I remember we'd go to a place and like people just come up to you at, at the church. They just be, thank you so much for coming. You know, it's it's a little slow in here today. Yeah, that's yeah, because yeah. we're going through like a little change, and you find out that the pastor previously was just banging everybody's wife, and it's just like. Supposedly, that's the reason why the pastor or the um, the priests have that vow of like celibacy. Yeah. Because back in the day, they were the rock that. stars. Yeah. Like back in the day, before there was like, you know, rock stars. Right. They, they were the ones that were fucking hooking up with everybody's yeah, wife. Because yeah. yo, know, they these people confide in you. It's supposed yeah. to be a, like a 
a safe zone, like in the nest, like Will Ferrell ultimately is like, <laughs> I, I gotta go back. Oh, I fucking love old school. That's one of the greatest movies of all time. Yo, I love that scene when he's, he's they're doing the counseling, and it's uh, the counselor's there, and the wife is going on and on, and Frank is over there just fucking playing with something like, oh no, he's playing with the little marble game that you skip hole to hole. Yeah. And they're like, Frank, would you like to say something? He's like, can I? He's like, you can take anything you want, honey. This is a safe zone. This is the nest. The safe nest. He's like, okay. He's like, uh, you know, ever since I've been married, he's like, you know, I don't, I don't feel different. You know, I don't feel like anything's happened. He's like, uh, you know, take last Friday, for example. We went out to dinner to the Olive Garden, which was lovely. He's like, and, uh, you know, I found myself at a particular point in the meal looking over at a young girl, a waitress. And then the wife is like looking at him, and he's like, you know, I, I, I found myself, you know, kind of wondering, what color, you know, her under her panties were, like, her underpants, <laughs> and the wife's like, oh. and, and he's like, you know, odds are probably standard, you know, basic white cotton. But then I started thinking to myself, what if they're not? What if they're, you know, satin? What if it's a thong? What if it's something really cool? I don't, I don't know, know about yet. It's just like, oh my god! And he's like, he's like, the point is. He's like, now that I'm married, I'm having a tough time to understand that I'm going to have sex with just one woman <coughs> Over here. for the rest of my life. <laughs> and, and she's looking at him oh, disgusted. He's like, what? I thought we were in the nest, the trust tree. Are we not? Are we not? It was <laughs> fucking classic, classic line. Dude, that movie so funny. But I was going to say something before about that. But So we went to the Keys. Mm-hmm. This is completely off. So we went to the Keys. It was, it was, it was cool. So like... It was awesome just because it was just me and Britt, no kids. I mean, I could have went with a fucking my tent and had a great time, you know. Yeah. And you know, the key is there's not everybody thinks like this misconception like oh the beach is this not cold. Yeah, it's not. It's not, it's not that. It, it's it's tropical in the sense of like the water is blue green and it's gorgeous. You know, you have the Gulf, the ocean, everything. But the odds of you finding a hotel like with private beach access where you just it's not like Boca Beach, Fort Lauderdale Beach, or like a big one. They're all like man-made, you know. So it's yeah. just like, whatever. Mangroves everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, so. But it turned out we had a great time. It was very relaxing. We got all fucked up. It was, that's like what the keys are. People have the misconception, like, you're going to go to the keys, and it's going to be like a spring break, like, entertainment. It's not. Like, you no. go to the keys, you sit there, you drink, you eat, you get fucked up. And you drink. drink all your you own drink. Shit. You drink. <laughs> that's what you, you go in the water, drink. you fish a little if you want. And that's it. We kayaked. We saw like a four foot shark right off the kayak. It was pretty cool. Oh shit. It was like the tide was going out, so it was kind of getting, it was like in distress. I was going to jump out and grab the fucking thing by the tail and help him out. You don't want to lose a pinky like yeah, that I one fucking guy? Yeah, I didn't want to fucking that, that fucking <laughs> lost his finger. But uh, yeah, no, like, so we were saying, I would definitely go back and I would definitely go right back there and bring the kids because the water is so low. They can just chill. They could look for crabs. They could fuck around. And when you walk on it, you don't sink. It's not like mud, you know. Yeah. You just—it was cool. We had a, we had a really good time. The only thing was the drive, but yeah, we yeah. went to that place, Robbie's, and fed the tarpon. Oh yeah, yeah. that was cool. I w- I wanted to be a man and fucking hold it to like let it get up to here, but once that thing breaches the water and there's there's like so many of them, you don't know which way it's coming from. You you know you always your instinct you know, let go. Yeah. But we did that. Went to a couple other places. For, it was we had a we had a really really good time. Nice. Did you get, did you make it down to Key West? No. Okay. We went over the seven mile bridge to go to that Bohemian Honda Park, but it's like, I, I'm sure Key West, I've been there once. I'm sure it's great, but it's like, for, it, the, the ride, we were still, 
where we were at Marathon, we were probably still like, we were 30 minutes or 35 minutes from that state park, yeah. at, at, which is at the end of Seven Mile Bridge. And that state park is probably another maybe 45 minutes to Key West, something yeah. like that. So I don't want to like burn up a whole fucking day. Even the state park, dude, we went there. The water was cold. Like we didn't even go in because we're pussies. We like warm water. I put my towel down on the beach. I laid down. It was like 45 seconds. I'm saying to myself, I'm like, I don't know how long I could sit here. And then as soon as I said that, she's like, all right, let's go for a walk. I'm like, oh, God, I love you. Because I, I did not want to sit there. So we packed up. We walked down the whole state park. You know, it was cool. We saw the Gulf side, whatever. And, uh, you know, that was that. And we just went back and drank again. Yeah, we, we had a similar experience. Our, I think it was like our year anniversary. We, we went to Key West. And, um, but we stayed, a, we stayed a night like in Isla Mirada. Stayed, stayed a night in Marathon. Stayed, And we might have stayed at a similar spot that that you did and it was like yeah it was shallow yeah and it wasn't tropical it wasn't nice yeah it was like it was shit and i was just like oh yeah we, we made the best of it but still it's just like yeah it wasn't what we were expecting but we were told like yo it's not a tropical island it's not it's for boats it's for boats and drinking yeah you want to fish down there yeah you want it's to like get the on the capital boat? of fishing it's like yeah yeah it's you, huge you get some fucking and, and the and the views are beautiful when you're driving down there yeah so, but, you know what's so weird is if, you know when you look over, like if you're going to one of those bridges and you see like the blue-green water and then you see the big dark patches, that's sand on the bottom except there's grass coming up. Not, it's not like fucking high, but it's, you know, like this much probably. So it just so happens at this resort, hotel, motel, whatever the fuck you want to call it, that whole area behind it is that sand with that much grass. So when the tide does go out, it's, you know, it's you see the darkness. It's nice. I mean, it's not all dark, but then when the tide does come in, even if you're standing there, the water is not that sharp, sharp blue-green because you're so close to it, and then you see the grass. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like those areas where you see those nice blues, one, you're up and away from it. But if you got right on top of it, I don't think you would. it would appear as nice. Did you guys eat any comp? No. No, I'm not a big fan of that. Sometimes, especially those fritters, how much do you really think they're putting in it? It's probably like a little bit, and then it's mostly like cornmeal and shit yeah. like that. It's dry. Yeah. I did have these fucking these tuna poke, whatever you call it, pokey pokey, pokey yeah. bowls. Those not no, it was a nacho in like this mango salsa, like cucumber, peppers, jalapenos, like awesome. It's probably the best thing I had. What'd you eat that night at the at the French restaurant? I, I got the half a roasted duck, and she got the Wellington. You know the Wellington, like, ever, I've made it, but I wrap it in, like, brujou. This lady had it in a fucking liver pate. So she was, like, ground up livers or chicken livers or whatever, mixed with whatever, and that's what she used between the puff pastry and the, the, the beef. Yeah. It was fucking good. My duck was really good. <clears throat> it, was, it was slightly dry. I asked her, and she was, like, a feminist cunt. <laughs> like... She was like a radical. Yeah, like I Brittany was talking and I like said something. She's like, I'm just gonna talk to you right now. I was like, yo, bitch, like don't fucking do that. Like I was, I'm sorry, I was cutting her off. But she was explaining. She's like, oh, it's been rendered down and fat three times, you know, thrice rendered or whatever. I'm like, sounds fucking awesome. I'm like, just tell me, is it the consistency of like? I thought it was gonna be a duck breast, like with that with the skin like, Nah, uh, I thought it was. I said. She's, I, first I thought it was going to be a duck breast with the skin crisp, yeah. right? So I was like, oh, let me get that medium rare. 
And she's like, it doesn't work like that. It's a half of the duck. I'm like, oh, the bones and everything? She's like, yeah. I'm like, all right. And then she explains again. I'm like, so is it kind of like the consistency? Because you just told me you cooked it for like seven hours. I'm like, is it the consistency of like pulled pork, except with a crispy outside? She's like, exactly. So I'm like, all right. So when I get there, I take my fork to go and do it. It didn't break off like that. But it was, I would have liked it a little wetter, but it, the flavor was, it was delicious. Nice, dude. It was really, really good. Nice. It was a, it was a good time. I definitely recommend going there again. And I do look forward to going back there at some point with the kids. Nice. And it was good. They have rooms like a, like a kitchen, full full everything. Kitchen, fucking like a little living area with like two a, bedrooms. What do they call it? Like a dinette or a kitchenette or something? Something like that. But it was... It was a king-size room, a queen-size room, all separated, and then a front, you know, kitchenette or whatever. Oh, it's like a red, red roof in, dude. It was, it was, <laughs> I wouldn't mind living there, you know? Yeah, and I lived in a red roof in for a couple weeks. I was like, yo, how much is that a night? And she's like, right now, which is, it was spring break, technically. She's like, it goes for, I think it was like 359 or 339. I'm like, that's fucking not bad. It's like two fucking bedrooms, a kitchen. You bring all your food, groceries, everything. You're, you don't have to buy anything. So I'm assuming, like, summertime when nobody and their mother wants to be down there, you probably get that for fucking 200 bucks. Yeah. Bring the kids. Everyone could shack up in one room. And it was on the second floor. You wake up to the sunrise. And it was awesome. Nice, too. So. That's, that's cool. You guys got to get away. Get a little break. Dude, props to your parents for fucking holding out. Oh, my God. Yo, we came back. Did you do something nice for them? took him out to dinner the next night. Like nice. when we got back, we went to that uh, Tropical that. Acres on Griffin Road. I love that place. It's been, it's been there for like 50 plus years. It's over by uh, 441? No, as soon as you get off 95, you, you go west uh, on Griffin, it's maybe half a mile on the left. Okay. It's, it's, it's really good. It's a good spot. So it's over by the Irish spot. Um, Maggie Greenfields or whatever. Or, sure. or the uh, my big fat Greek restaurant. On the right, that place is on the right, my big yeah. factory. That place used to be an Italian spot or a seafood place that my parents used to really like. But this is going back fucking. You know, fucking Happy Pappies with the drive-through liquor store. I used to my first spot that I lived in South Florida was right uh, was right next to the, the Hard Rock, and it was like it rocked hard. It fucking rocked, dude. <laughs> right on. But no, they got the fucking Exxon down the street. It was like. They had the they had the Jamaican guys out there every night with the jerk shit, and then oh, it was I like love that shit, man. I, I tried to get a job at this uh, down like Miramar. There was a, a reggae record store that was, I mean, it looks like a hole in the wall, but it had like all this great history, and I wanted to be like a reggae producer, so I wanted to get in there so I could try to like pump my music, yeah. and um, I got a job doing the the renovations on the Gulf. And I got a phone call like two months later. And they're like, they're like, yo, you, you down to work in the back, man? Man, you ready? Yeah. Man, you ready to work, man? And I was just like, oh, dude, sorry, man. Can't do it. I should have done it though. That would have been cool. That would have been sick. But yeah, I used to go to. Uh, I used to. Have you been to a reggae concert? You don't do music concerts that much, right? No, shows? no. I used to do like a few like underground in the city, but I don't do like big right. massive fucking. There's so much. It, it it's a cool date night with your chick because you can dance to the music, and you just like you sneak in like a fucking spliff and you just chill and and usually you'll meet people around you that got the shit. But I used to try to like I used to uh, you know press like mixtapes, 
and I just try to get them to the artists. So like, I met uh, I met the Whalers drummer Squidly oh, Cole. Sure. He was fucking awesome before That's a show. Cool. I uh, dude, I was at a Collie Buds concert, and I was just waving my CD to him, and I'm just like, just I'm singing every word because I fucking love Collie Buds, and I'm just sitting there, and I'm like looking side to side. And next thing I know, I feel like something get yanked out of my hand, and I look, and fucking Collie. Like, leaned far as fuck, saw me waving it, leaned far as fuck over the, over all the hands, yanked it, and put it in his back pocket, and didn't You're skip like, a beat. I made it. I was like, it's gonna fucking happen. Yeah. Never heard from him. And He's probably like, I don't want this guy fucking pumping his shit in my place. Dude, to, to his defense, my shit was amateur as fuck. Um, I don't even know how to play, I don't even know what chords are, but, uh, <laughs> uh the dude from, uh, who was it, uh, Slightly Stupid, the keyboardist, I fucking was just like, I hung out by his bus, like, yo, dude, I'm from, I'm from San Diego too, homie, like, what's good, and he's just like, oh, fuck yeah, dude, we'll give it a listen, we'll give it a listen, and I was just like, hell yeah, and it's like, I used to fucking, I used to be that little fucking dude at the gas station, yo, like, yo, everybody got on, yeah, bro. you gotta, like, hustle and shit, but my shit was, my shit, I was lazy, bro. I wasn't that good with it. Then you got the deafness in the right ear, like the, <laughs> the, the, the uh, music teacher. I'm failing it. music theory. Yeah. It's like, dude, it's, yeah, it's yeah, not I don't happening. know if this is uh, going to happen for you. You're like, what? Huh? <laughs> what did you say? What was your introduction to construction? I know your dad like does stuff. Was it your dad? Was it your pops? Or was it? I know he did it, but like, uh, so when I had the restaurant in New York, and uh, fucking. I swear to God, as soon as I signed the papers on this big restaurant, I put both How old were you? I was 20. I just left Florida. I was 26. Shit. And I bought this big Italian restaurant, pizzeria. I, like, really took on a lot. I knew I could do it, and I was doing it. But, like, the, they were doing, like, 15000 a week in sales. And with the way I, I borrowed money and everything, I had to grow it. I would have, like, sustained, but I had to grow it, like, to 17000 to, like, make real money, you know? And I left the lawyer's office, signed all the papers. I got home that night. Me and my dad were eating dinner. I turned the news on and Bush is on declaring a state of recession. I'm like, fuck. So it, it's not even like I held at the 15,000 and I would have been okay. It immediately dropped to 13 and then 12 because people were scared. People yeah. were like, what the fuck's going on? So I was like underwater immediately. It was just, it was a nightmare. And then the girl I was dating at the time, I owed all this money, lost all my money. It was fucking crazy. I was like fucking in a bad, bad place. Yeah. And um, I bet. this girl I was dating, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do, yo. Like, I thought I was going to marry this girl. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I'm, I'm sunk. I'm done. Like, my life's over, you know? And she's like, uh, <clears throat> I could get you in the Sandhog Union. <clears throat> and I'm like, what the fuck is a Sandhog? And I, I was probably at the time, I was like 28. So I held on for like two, three, almost three years. I'm like, yo, I will shovel shit. I gotta pay this money back. I don't give a fuck what I have to do. So her like second cousin was the head of the Sandhog Union, so I ended up getting in that way. And that's that's how I got into like heavy construction, union construction in the city. And then I ended up we broke up, you know, I stayed with that, and that was like I said, all heavy. And then when I met Brittany, her dad used to be a tile guy. Then he has the deli. And they had just bought this building in Dobbs. And it was uh, three stories and with the deli down below. And all the units he wanted to redo. So I was like, I'll help you. So I fucking gutted everything with him. And we were just dating. Gutted everything with him. And I just watched him put it back together. The cabinets, the tile, everything. And I kept watching him. And then we bought our building. 
and it was a shithole, and I was like, I'm not gonna pay someone to do this. I'm like, we're gonna figure it out. And I just started doing it and doing it and doing it, and it's just, just you know, kind of. Damn, dude. I just put a, a, a you gotta see, I just put a, like a little coffee bar. You, you in got here. like, you're you're fucking skilled at that shit. You're skilled at cooking too, bro. Like you're fucking. I like cooking a lot. You're good. I always tell her that, that's like your art artistry, yeah, thank right you. there. I appreciate that. Like, you know, thank you. The culinary arts. You're, you're like, dude. I draw stick figures. It's like, bro, your art is fucking cuisine, dog. I try, I try. I appreciate that. I always that, that's her, surprising, dude. I thought you would have been like, that, that, that's a little bit late. I feel like kind of getting into, getting into construction. Yeah, it is. It is. When I was when I was like seven, sixteen, I started working my uncle. He had the home security business. Oh my. Yeah, that's before like ADT and all those. He was a regular like mom and pop of security and we used to get in his van and he would do like pre-wires and you know all the residential and i kind of like learned how to run wires and like learned low voltage here and there but then i yeah. completely you know set that back but you just i just like retain everything like if i see somebody do it like i just like to you know like i have all this fucking shit in here like you know i just acquired shit and i just figure it out like i did those cabins that shit was that's hard. Cabinets are hard, especially nah. you gotta be yeah, you gotta be precise, plumb and level yeah. and everything. And you know, it's it's a lot of work, but it is. I want it, really what I want to do, and it, I always compare it to like the Stallone, the Rocky movies. The I don't know if it's the last one or remember when want to be the fucking beef carcass. Yeah. Bah, bah. Remember when he uh, he took like what was it after the Russian Rocky Four? Then there was like a Dolph fucking Lundgren. Uh, I don't know. Then he had Tommy Morrison. But then there was like a hiatus, and then he came back. Adrian, Adrian was dead. Remember that? And he had that little Italian restaurant. He was running an Italian restaurant, and it was like he had like seven. You're gonna tables. hate me, dude. You never saw it. I've seen Rockies, but I've I'm not like the people that have seen them like ten times each. Yeah, I've, I, I've only seen each one like once. All right, <laughs> slide, dude. All right. Well, he all had right, Rocco. So all right, so Paul is dead. Adrian's dead, and then Paul was his trainer. No, Paulie was his brother-in-law, Adrian's brother. Oh, okay. So before like Creed came out with the the new movies like Creed, right. Creed Two, whatever three, however many there are, there was a Rocky movie where it was him. I don't know if he fought. I don't know. I forget. I only saw that once or twice. But he owned a little Italian restaurant in like Philly, wherever, and it oh, was yeah, like the row houses, eight tables. You know, no menu. Like I always tell her, I would love to find a little place with like super low rent and just have like six tables. And just, you know, whatever I felt like doing, cooking. You just pop out Just shit. This is what we have tonight. And just small, you know, for fucking maybe two sittings. A six o'clock and eight o'clock. That's it. Done. Yeah. Out of there by ten. I would love to do that, but she's, like, too scared to do it. a food truck. I thought about that, too. That would be... But you see, oh, they're like a dime a dozen now. They are. There's taco fucking trucks everywhere. It's like... And I feel like they're regulated kind of mm -hmm. strictly. And they're always bouncing Which as around. a consumer is good, but as a fucking owner, it's like you don't know something. Like and they're, yeah, they're always, because you know what, it's like, uh, it's like anything else. The state and the government, they want their peace. They too. want it. So yeah. they're always bouncing around because they're trying to uh, beat it. It's like the lotto. Back in the day, the, the daily number, pick three, pick four, that was run by the mob. New York State or any state never had the daily numbers. It used to be based off the Manhattan racetrack, and it was the winner from race one, three, and five, and seven. One, three, five was the pick three, and the seventh race was the pick four. And you'd go to your local fucking scumbag on the corner and say, hey, Vinny, let me get uh, $20 on, you know, four, five, six, or whatever. And they would write it down, and whatever the winning horses were, that was the daily number. 
that went on for years. Then New York State and all the other states were like, oh, we can make money like this. Fuck these guys. Now we're going to offer the daily number. So instead of having to go to the guy in the corner, you could just go into any store and be like, hey, let me play a dollar straight, you know, one, two, three. And, you know, that's what it is. Now they see all the food trucks and everybody else earning like that. They want want to make sure you're paying. Nice. Which is, you know, fucked up, but whatever. Yeah, yeah my in- introduction to construction was, um, so my when I moved to Florida, my first... Uh, <coughs> My first two summers, because I would work at a restaurant. Wait, so your introduction was in this hot weather. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. brutal. And uh, well, I mean, I I did stuff growing up. Like I had uncles, or I had cousins and uncles that built houses in like Montana and shit. And I would like I would see like the work that they did, and I'd be like, like they would live. Um, my uh, my cousin Danny, he had a. Uh, he was. Fucking, I don't know how many kids, eight kids. Oh my god! And he and I don't think he had all eight at that time. He probably had like four at that time. But he would have an RV and he park it in a fucking garage of a massive house that he would build. He would just build. I don't know how often he would build them, but he would just build them, sell it, then move somewhere else, build it, sell it. And then uh, when I moved to Florida, I started one of my coaches. It was like my brother. He. Uh, he had me mowing lawns with his his pops. His pops was Dominican, Usabio, and we used to go and we used to just mow lawns every summer, and then mow lawns in the day, and then fucking hit Gold's Gym at night, and we used to fucking do that every single summer for my freshman to sophomore summer, then my sophomore to uh, whatever summer. Then my boy went and played, uh, started coaching for the ops. He started coaching for the uh, the opposition, bro, <laughs> the rivals, and so. Um, I got a job with my friend. His dad was like this Marine dude with like, you know, the forearm tattoos, yeah, yeah, Irish, yeah, yeah. just tough yeah. motherfucker, lives in a balling crib. And he was just like, hey, looking for some freaking help this summer. He like frames houses and shit. And so I got a job framing like this massive house in Tarpon Springs, had like an elevator. That's like, cool. Frame is cool because you could kind of see the. It is fun. It's funny as shit, but it, it was sketchy because like my first day, they'd already like. I came like mid project, right? So I show up and I'm with my boys. Uh, it's my boy's dad that we're working for. I'm there with my boy. And my boy's trying to like prove himself to his dad this whole time because his dad's macho and he's just, he's not a macho dude. And so uh, I told you our uh, our foreman was the supplier of uh, Big Papa Pump and Buff Bagwell's first cycle, supposedly. No shit. Yeah, because this was in Tampa, right? That's like cool. Tampa had like all the wrestlers and the steroids. Scott Steiner's arms. Oh like, yeah, dude. That, that's what the word was. So, anyways, this dude, his name was Dale, bro. He was fucking mullet, just rough motherfucker. He he supposedly won tough man competitions in Tampa. Like remember on the FX? Remember like tough man would like come through um, back in the day where they used to remember. You know how Barstool is rough and rowdy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They used to have something back in the day where it was just like they put on some promotion where it was just the toughest motherfuckers in town would try to like test their shit out and fight. <clears throat> and supposedly the dude was a badass. So, anyways, I worked for him. He was fucking tough. So the first day of work, they they were, were uh, um, three floors up over the garage. There's nothing in between. So it's like you know a thirty foot drop to the cement, and we're laying plywood on like the subfloor, like the roof or something like that. And he's like, my boss Dale is just like, all right, you're going to fucking, all right, you fucking do the caulking and 
you fucking lay the floor or you, you lay the plywood. And so I'm, I'm afraid of heights. And I'm sitting there like leaning over these yeah. beams. And I'm like shaking a little bit. I'm like, oh, fuck. And I'm like laying. I was like, fuck. Dude, this is sketch as hell, bro. And I looked once at my you're on those, Once you're on them, they can't go anywhere. Yeah. I was just like, oh, fuck. And then I looked at my boy, and my boy's just like, I'll do it, because he wanted to, like, prove his yeah, dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, hell yeah, let's switch, let's switch. So we switch, and this motherfucker, he comes up right away. He's just like, the fuck are you guys doing? He's like, dang, I told you to do that. Why is he fucking doing it? I was like, uh. He's like, you think it's fucking safer to lay the boards? He's like, watch this. And he put a board down, and he just tapped it with his toe, yeah, and, and it, it fell right through. Yeah, yeah. He's like, good luck, motherfucker. And he just, like, walked down. I was just like. Damn, this is rough. Yeah. But I, I took yeah, a liking you know, to it. When you drop it down, you're, you're, even if you're using 2x8, 2x10, 2x12, it's still only an inch and a half wide. Mm -hmm. So you're splitting. You have the first board is three quarters of an inch on one side, and you literally have to put the next board there, pull it back, and snug it up. If it's off of that, yeah. if you step on it, it's done. Yeah, he's like, good luck. So, so yeah, I, I took a liking to it. I, I always you know, grew up in a family who worked hard and shit. So the next summer... My boss, he was just like, he was like, hey, I bought this property. It used to be like a mental hospital that supposedly, Al, you know how everything's got like an Al Capone lore? It was like a mental hospital that I think Al Capone or somebody stayed at at one point. And uh, it was like haunted, like all this weird shit. And so anyways, they tore it down, started building these like half a million dollar condos. This was back in like the early 2000s. So they, these things were fucking, you know, they look super nice, but all like, all the nice pillars and shit are like styrofoam. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. all fucking cheap shit. Yeah. 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 But elevator shafts funny, and everything. Yeah. So I was, I was like kind of like the grunt worker on that project. And I was just fucking, you know, I was just like take my loader every day, just cruise around. I like construction. Man. It was cool. You know, it's cool because it's a sense of accomplishment. Like, so you, you start something like, I feel like honestly for me and probably you too, like the worst job ever is like when you, plug in at nine or whatever and then you clock out and then you say to yourself what what, what did i do like what did i accomplish today yeah nothing you got through a fucking day whereas like construction you could be like all right here's the goal we're gonna do this 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 whatever so like you say okay today let's you get see it. the let's, progress yeah let's get started all right so you know like if it's foundation all right boom let's lay the rebar blah 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 and then let's put the gravel whatever and then you're like all right cool we did this did this then you pour it you're like cool foundation's done all right, and then you go up and up and up. It's always something to, like, go for. With, like, I hate just, like, what is it, definition of insanity? Like, I hate that. Just nonstop, the same, same, same. It's like... Long stay, like, weird shit. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not for me. But, uh, yeah, so what's um, the... When I, when I was working, I remember I had a fucking nail, just... I had a nail gun, and I was like... And this shit fucking I wasn't wearing my protective goggles boom that shit went right by my face and I was just like whoa I, I know we talked about this before what's like the worst on the job fucking on the job injuries so the only time two times that I actually really one is not like heavy construction in the city I've been lucky man you know I, I've been pretty lucky so I was working underground on the Grand Central project and fucking, I remember, you know, it was sketchy as shit. At this time, there were still just the 25 foot diameter tubes and it had these big muckers called like STs where the tire is like, you know, 
six, seven feet tall. It could run you over, and the guy driving it wouldn't even wouldn't feel, feel nothing. Feel it. It, wouldn't even, it wouldn't even be like running a, a, over a bump, nothing. So I was carrying this drill steel, it was like 25 feet long, just steel. So you're carrying it, you're like bouncing around, and I had to go to like the back, like towards the heading, which is like where the TBM is, whatever. And uh, the muckers were going in, they would take a scoop and then reverse. And it was just one lane. And you would hear beep, beep, while they're in reverse, and then they would get past. And they usually have to like make a turn, dump it, and come back in. And you would have like probably 30 seconds to a minute to then make your way in, which was probably like a 80 to 100 foot walk. And then there was a little mound of dirt that you could kind of walk up and then get over and you were good. So there was a drill here. This kid Bird and Chad were drilling over there. And this was like the lane. So I had the drill steel. So I get up to the location. I see the ST go in. So I'm sitting there chilling, ripping a cigarette, sitting there. And now the guy comes out. I forget the guy's name. If it was, uh, I forget his, the operator's name. But anyway, he comes out. Here, beep, beep, beep. So now he gets here. I'm here. You know, the machine is here. You know, a couple feet distance, but I was I was clear. And he keeps going. Beep, beep, beep. So as soon as I can, I, I head in. So as soon as I start heading in, now I'm in the lane that's only the size of the machine. And the bucket on the machine is probably the size of my garage door. Damn. It was maybe minus that last section, but I mean massive. So... If you have it up a little bit, you can't even see over it. Like, yeah. it's very, very crazy machine. So, he passed me. I start going in. I get, like, 15 feet in, and I don't hear the beep, beep, beep anymore. I hear, like, he accelerating. So, I'm like, I look back, oh, and I shit. see the fucking lights and bucket coming. I'm like, oh, shit. So, I start running with the drill steel. The thing's fucking bouncing like this, and I'm <laughs> going to the, to the end. And I get, I get to the end, and the, I don't know how close the thing was at the time, but there was like a, a big rock like, where I had to like really like fucking step up, and then if I would've got over that rock. So I, I get there, I step over this rock, and then there's another rock, and I'm like this. But the other rock was behind me. So as I'm going to get up the, the big rock to almost be safe, all of a sudden, my, my, I feel something start tightening on my leg. The machine was right behind me and he was going to take a scoop and my leg, my up to here was between the smaller rock that I just jumped over and this massive rock that was probably up to here. And he was, you know, I was getting, I was, my leg was getting crushed. But just, it just started. The kid bird, and I, to this day when I talk about it, I'm like, yeah, he fucking saved my leg. He fucking, or at least saved my leg. He was standing right there. The guy's name was Mike, the operator. Bird was standing right there. And I'm like, yeah, like fucking screaming. Because, yo, you can't hear either. Everyone's got yeah. earplugs in and you're drilling. It's blade. So, pop, 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 pop. you know, you're, it's it's a war zone. Bird sees me because I had my headlamp on. Bird sees me. And I guess he had looked back and sees what, what's going on. And he takes his flashlight real quick and, and starts, you know, this is how you get people's attention. So this is the operator. And all of a sudden, I, I as tight as it was getting, I just felt it go, and release. Dang. And God, yo, dude. I fucking jumped up out of the thing. I looked at Bert, and you want to be like macho. Everyone's a fucking tough guy. I looked at Bert, and I'm like, yo, good looking, dude. Thank you. I fucking go 
as soon as he couldn't see him anymore, I'd go like to the side of the tunnel. It was a massive cavern. I dropped the drill steel. I fucking sit on the floor. I started hysterically crying. Just fucking light up the fucking cigarette. And I'm like, oh my god, oh my god. Like, it was that wasn't an injury, but it was like the closest fucking call. Could have been. I could have fucking had. Could have been death, right? My worst injury, I think, doing construction, I, I shot my thumb with a nail gun to the piece of wood that I was trying to fucking do. <laughs> oh, and it's like shit. when we had kids, I was doing like a deck at my house in at the Billion Dobbs. And I'm sitting there, I'm on the ladder, she's not watching the kids, everyone's like, Daddy, what are you doing? I'm trying to do like this nice bat and board and, and trim work. Yeah. So I'm holding it like this, and I have the nail gun on the wood, and I think Anthony was like, Daddy, Daddy, like he was a baby, and he's like pulling on the thing, and I'm like, just leave it. Dunk. And it went, the, it was a finish nail, so I got lucky. It went through like the middle of my thumb, and right out the other side, and nailed me to that wood. So immediately, blood was just running down my arm, dripping. I'm like, Brittany! Because I realized <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't pull my finger off. Get me off of there! I couldn't pull my finger off at all. And then Get when I did, I could there. see it like all this meat was just like stretching. So she comes out, she starts laughing. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, get the, get the pliers. So she gets the pliers and she tries to like pry it and she's just being rough. I'm like, give me the fucking pliers. So I had to like pull the nail through, back through my thumb to get it out. And it was... It was pretty bad. It was and no stitches, but it was. I, I can't believe it didn't just shoot through it, no, no. problem. Uh, what? Yeah. It fucking. Did it hit some bone? No. No. Oh, thank God, it was just the meat, but it didn't oh go through, no problem. God, dude. On a finish gun, you're you know you're not cranked up like a framing gun. You you're. Yeah, that's that, that, that shit would just up. fucking. You, know, you, you could shoot through like you know three or four fucking two by twelves. Yeah. On a finish gun, it's probably at like. I think mine is set to like 70 or 80 PSI, maybe 90. Yeah. And the head of the finish nail just, it stayed there. It was fucking, it was crazy. <laughs> that shit would have been But so I much. never had any, I, you know, again, I don't want to jinx myself. I never had any, like, crazy. I've seen guys, I've seen some bad, I've seen a guy die. On yeah. Job. Bad injuries. Yeah, dude. My, uh, my worst shit was, was also a close call. It wasn't like a fucking actual injury. But I was, uh. I think I told you the story before. I was with, uh, I was working. Nicole was just like, hey, I got this job. There's an opening position. Your hours suck, you know, working at a restaurant and shit. Right. She's like, why don't you, why don't we move up to where my job is, like an hour north of Tampa. We can save money. We can move to, we can pay for a wedding. We can move to South Florida. I was like, all right. So she got me a job as a blender at this like nutraceutical company mm. where we make pills and shit like that. Oh, yeah. And so I was doing the um dumping the bags. I was dumping the fucking kilo bags. I can't remember how many kilos it was like fifty kilo, whatever it was. And you just like it was just like they didn't have they didn't have it set up right. So everything that I was doing, I was using a forklift, I was using a fucking ladder. Like there should have been a platform up there, right? Yeah, but there yeah, wasn't. Yeah. And and usually when you're putting putting the powder into the hopper there's like a magnet that's right there and then you like you charge the machine you charge the commercial size blender real quick which is basically a giant cylinder tube with like these fucking blades inside of it right and they and they mix up they mix up all your pills all the inside of your pills and then you take it to the encapsulator right and so i was i basically just follow a recipe all day i was like a baker i just read a recipe it's like all right this takes all right, 150 kilograms of fucking goat weed or right. whatever the fuck we whatever, put in it. Right. And so we, so we go up there, and I forgot that I took off the magnet because it was 
this batch was so full that you'd have to charge the machine to level the powder out so that it would fit in so it wouldn't just be coming out the top. And so, and so for a charge, it's like you seriously press the button and then you press it again and it, the blades spin just enough to level all the powder out that's in the cylinder. And so I thought the fucking, I forgot that the magnet wasn't in there anymore and the magnet's kind of like a barrier. And it was so full, I had a, a, a giant like trash bag of fucking um, some mix that I was pouring in the top and I was, I was gripping. I had the, the top of the trash bag gripped really tight and I had my partner charge the machine real quick and usually it would just charge and the bag would just be empty and then it'd be good. But there was no, there was no magnet that was kind of like my barrier. So she charged the machine and it went thump and it sucked the bag that I was holding in in a split second, my hand goes in. If I would have held onto the bag, if I didn't let go of the bag when I did, I'd be fucking in Done. pieces right be now. In those in the encapsulator. Dude, my fucking partner, she started throwing up. She was sick to her stomach because she realized what, what almost happened. Yeah. I was just like, boom, and, and my arm went in, and luckily nothing got hit by the blades inside. And I pulled out, and I looked at her. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and she's just like, he <laughs> just started ralphing dude oh and i was God. just like dude this i this isn't worth the fucking 11 dollars an hour i'm getting paid bro yeah i was getting paid 65 an hour yeah i was well, i was getting paid 11 yeah. and doing sketchy shit but i was uh i remember i was up in atlanta with my boy uh and me and his uncle we were talking about because his uncle works at a kia at a kia factory in atlanta he talks about people getting crushed all the time bro i tried to show you that video there i can't find it there was a fucking there's this video of like two guys working in their shop. I guess it's like security footage or whatever. And there's all heavy, heavy equipment, you know, shit moving around, it, you know, gears and everything else. And uh, it's like if me and you went to work one day and, you know, there's different stations, whatever. And, you know, it's, you get complacent. It's like, oh, you do this every Hell day, yeah. you know? Hell yeah. So in the fucking footage, it's literally like me going over to do whatever. And a little piece of my shirt or something gets clipped on the gear, and it—you just see—it's like a wood chipper. <laughs> the guy was just nothing, gone, as if there was no bone, like just grinded up to to zero, nothing. Yeah. Like you couldn't even be like, "Here's your father at the funeral." Like you were just done. Like you could have stuck the guy in, the, in this fucking cup. Oh yeah. And the partner's like holding. Oh, you see in the video, there's no there's no um, audio, but it's like you see the guy like, "Oh my god," and he's like crying. It's like. It's literally, if you watch it, it's so eerie because you see two dudes in the room working, and within 15 seconds, it's there's just one dude, one guy, and there's not even like a trace that there was ever two guys in the room. Yeah, it's sick. Yeah, dude, it's fucking eerie, and it's it's scary. That same story that I told about almost gonna crush the guy that saved me, Bird. So there's a there's a fucking another story. He he. He admits it, but he won't admit like that he was crying and shit because he like thinks he's a hard ass. Yeah. But him and his partner, his partner was Chad. And if you know how to drill on these machines, you you know you know what you're doing. So you'd be drinking, getting fucked up. You have your headphones in, smoking weed, everything in the tunnel. So one day, you know you're using these big booms, and it's it's the rotations. You know if if you get your shirt gets clipped in it, you know it's not it's unforgiving. You're just done. Not dead, but like it, it gets you. So yeah. he was doing something. Chad got the drill steel stuck or whatever. 
Bird was the chalk tender where you tell the guy like boom out, boom in, whatever, to line up the hole. And as you're drilling, you want to keep the same thing, whatever. So you wear a safety vest. And a lot of times, like if you're drilling, you try to like tuck it in or don't even wear it. Yeah. It's just a hazard. It's not safety. It's a fucking hazard. So Bird is sitting there and I think Chad got it stuck or whatever. So Bird's trying to like fuck around with the the uh, the slide because the slide wasn't sliding, whatever. All of a sudden, it starts rotating and the slide goes and Bird's vest gets all zipped up and he's, oh, he's basically like pinned up against the machine around and he's like, Chad, like screaming like a bitch. And Chad's got his headphones on. He's like rocking out. You know, he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. He's like, Chad! And finally, somebody, I can't take credit for it, somebody like, Got Chad's attention, probably flash everything, and he stopped it. And Bird's just pinned to the machine. Dudes had to come over. He always carried like a knife. Had to come over and cut him out of the thing. He was totally fine, but he was like getting pulled pressed and up. pressed, you know. Yeah. So they cut him out, and he he escaped. He was he was crying as he was stuck there. And okay. it's like me being in that situation, I can't even knock him for that. The other dudes like you fucking bitch, crying because those guys don't know they've never had close calls like that. Yeah. He was crying, rightfully so, because he was on the verge of being either torn in half or something fucking crazy. Hell yeah. And I used to always make fun of him because he's he was actually a really, really good driller. But I was just like, you fucking bitch, don't talk about me working over here getting stuck to the drill, crying like a bitch. He's like, I wasn't crying, I wasn't crying. But he was crying. It's, it's fucking yeah, scary, man. Yeah. yeah. He's allergic to the <laughs> dust. Yeah, I, I seen a video of uh... I don't know what it was on, like one of those reels where I'm gonna uh, find it. I'm gonna find your video. A dude was talking about. Uh, he was talking about like w when you wear a hoodie and you got the drawstrings. He's yeah. like, oh, those are fucking dangerous when yep. you're doing work. You gotta take those off. When you see this video, you're gonna die. This was like a you know daily basis. Just do -dum. It was so cool because the uh, when I lived by ski resorts, I used to hear the dynamite all the time. Real, yeah. But you hear the shot and the plunger, you hear it fire in the hole, and you, oh, yeah, you hit it, and it's like a twenty-two caliber, and it, once you hear bang, and then you see the shot traveling down the line. It's not like the cartoons with the TNT where you light it on fire. You see the shot going down the line, and so you hear bang, and then it's silence, and it's like, all the caps going off, then it's more silence, and like, ba-boom, it's Damn. fucking, it's pretty sick. Every, every shot that you load, you, know, you put like whatever it is, seven to ten sticks of dynamite in the thing. Yeah. And they each have one shot inside of it. So you hit that one shot to that, and then all the firing caps go off. And then there's a delayed reaction to that, which is it's, it's cool. I got to find this idiot's fucking... Could you imagine working in one of those factories where you have to like ground yourself before you go yeah, in? Yeah, no, I wouldn't do that. It's so sketchy.